You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woohoo! Yep. And, uh... That's good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, that would be Greg Bean. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Bean. <laughs> so, the outdoor industry is kind of in a weird spot right now. Uh, not only the outdoor industry, every industry, for the most part, has been affected by COVID. But the outdoor industry... Um, We're not alone. Like, Gear 30... Is having a hard time getting some products in because it's down at paddleboards. Yeah, yeah. All these, all these things that we would normally have a, a full stock in, um, we're having a hard time getting in just because of supply issues. Everything's backed up. Everything's running, running behind or running low. For example, Hilleberg tents, which is one of our bread and butter products that we all love and believe in, and stuff like that. We have some because we've always kept pretty good stock in the past, but it's hard to get new ones in, right? Didn't they say, see, in 2022, essentially? I mean... Yeah, more or less. Yeah. They had some kind of fringe um, models that they still had a little bit of, but definitely not the uh, the core ones that we've had in the past. It was pretty hard to come by. Is that from... Because they're Curlon. I mean, I would imagine they have plenty of that. I wonder if it's just the poles and stuff they can't make. That's what we were hearing from some of our other vendors was that aluminum stuff is tricky right now. Yeah. So poles is definitely an issue. Yeah, DAC is a company that most of these higher-end brands um, use, and they're out of Japan. And I imagine that them getting the raw materials and stuff to make those poles and stuff is probably delayed. Plus, Japan is probably shut down for a while, and so they got behind on all the all that. So And and every company, almost every outdoor company that makes tents that is, you know, that you'll find in an REI or a Gear 30 or something uses DAC. Yeah. So there was a couple of uh, alternatives to DAC that we heard pop up that sounded kind of promising. I think with with COVID and how this has gone, it might be interesting to see what new suppliers emerge out of it. I wonder if that'll help Easton a little bit. Easton's a Utah mm. company yeah. Yeah. that has made tent poles for a long time and they they make them for high intent brands but they you know they haven't been as popular as DAC. Yeah. Uh, so so Chase who uh used to work here and be on the podcast with us work at Gear 30 and be on the podcast with us. Now is a rep for Liberty. The other it was about a week or two ago he said they wouldn't be surprised if products started selling over and above MSRP and from because of uh supply and demand issues. Wow including stand-up paddle boards and some tents and things because uh, he sort of heard that this mu- this may happen. This may happen where, and it's fu- one of the, f- some, one of the feedback I hate most about our shop is when people say we're overpriced because we literally don't 
price over MSRP. Like you right. can't do that, right? You right. know, like that's not how you sell things. Um, in in now, not that we're there yet, but the fact that's that we've been seeing Chase saw this from you know he works at Liberty Mountain. It's like, hey, this might be a thing this summer as the supply dwindles to nothing. You could literally mark your stuff up and sell it, which is crazy. Well, it's crazy right now. Like used used vehicles, there's such a demand for used vehicles, especially trucks. My father-in-law was taking his truck in to to get some work done. He just like need to get a hub fixed or something like that. And the people at the dealership that were doing the work, they're like, "Hey, we'll pay you like some inordinate amount of money to buy this off of you." The trade-in value was like almost what he bought it for eight years ago. Whoa, that's it, wild. It, it was crazy. Is that uh, like a what is it called? A King Ranch or something? Uh, it's a, well, it's a Dodge. It's it's their top big horn oh, something or other. It's yeah. it's like one of their top. I don't know my truck. models. Me neither. But, I'm not a truck guy. <laughs> I just know it's really nice. <laughs> but, but back when he bought it, I don't remember exactly how much he bought it for. But back when he bought it, it was like, it was the top of the line. And and now, those same trucks are selling for at least twenty twenty five thousand dollars more, brand new than they used to but so they're they're wanting to buy the truck from him for just like five grand less than what he paid full price for eight years Nuts. ago or something like yeah. that mm-hmm. because they could turn around and sell it for more than full price of what it what it went for because he takes it to the dealer i guess yeah or yeah i took to it to the dealer done. to yeah. get work done yeah so anyway it was crazy so he's like well should i do it and then buy a brand new one it's like well brand new ones are expensive too <laughs> yeah but anyway, it's just, it's crazy how... But it's the highest trading value you'll ever get for it, probably, right, so... Right, so, yeah, it's just crazy to see the, in, the you know, inflation prices going up on everything, but but such a big demand for for everything, for used vehicles, for mountain bikes. We've seen that when, with mountain bikes. People are getting, selling their used bikes that are three or four years old for almost what they paid for it. And uh, and then not, you know, people wanting to buy new bikes and they can't get them because there's not enough. So, so uh, Greg Bean, you just got back from a show in Salt Lake, um, an outdoor show. It's a buy for buyers. Mm-hmm. What what trends did you see that maybe COVID affected going into next year, the fall and next year, if any? Yeah. So we're trying to stock more tents in our store. Obviously, we've been a little low on that. And I was asking every vendor that we work with that carries tents, even if we haven't carried their tents in the past i was asking if we could get tents and nobody has tents oh yeah. wow so and through most of our meetings we were being told to anticipate similar issues going into spring 22 really yeah so so it'll take them two years to catch up we'll see yeah awesome yeah that's not good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's hmm. crazy hmm. i i would I, it's hard to hard to know i think our reps want us to make sure that we have the product that we need and so i think there's a trend right now of like anticipate problems and you can cut back cut back your order if you need to so i think there's some of that i'm hopeful that we don't have quite the same supply chain problems next summer but yeah hard to know yeah crazy so if you need your outdoor gear and you were thinking last year i should buy a tent well maybe i'll just get one next year 
Sorry. <laughs> Bad timing. Uh, we do have some we pants do have in some the shop. Pants, we course. just don't have a lot. Um, but this might not be the year where you say, if there, if you see a tent in stock that you like, that you say, oh, maybe I'll wait till next you year. You know, you should buy sooner than later. We sold an email this morning, by the way. You should sure. buy sooner than later um, because by the end of summer, there might not be anything around, yeah. um, which is weird. And then what about paddling gear and and what what yeah i mean we had this is order that chase put in but we had i think 15 paddle boards that were supposed to come in for for us to retail sell and we got two so wow and they told us that we there we weren't going to get any more not not until essentially our season is our paddleboarding season is over over with is when we could get more paddle boards wow that's so. crazy yeah, it's a little weird. It's hard because when you can't get the things to sell, then you can't make the money to buy in the fall to buy this. You know, it's a it's a really it's a scary downward spiral um, if you can't figure out other ways to make money. You know, so yeah, uh, we do have plenty of stand-up paddle boards to rent. So we do we do have a yeah. solid rental fleet of inflatable subs and a new rental system, which yep. is awesome. So we went with a company called Giro. There's man, that is that's hard. That's hard to find good rental software out there. It is. But that's not something that um if you anyway, girls seem to figure it out, but that's that's a big hole in the industry. Other unless you're paying thousands of dollars, I guess. But um Yeah, I don't know yeah. how uh how bigger companies manage it. We I mean, I think in the big scheme of thing our our rental fleet is relatively small, but it's it's always a lot of work. It's a big job to keep the rentals flowing and keep them coming in and going out efficiently so yeah 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 i know the university had its own system and it was crap when we were there and then they've upgraded so i don't know what they use now but it's probably not, still crap. not cheap yeah. and probably they still have complaints <laughs> about it yeah we'll see how giro does uh, so far so good yeah it seems pretty uh pretty intuitive and user-friendly so yeah yeah for the people in the ogden area you should probably get out now while there's still water in the reservoirs there's i was hearing reports that Pineview Reservoir, they were going to be limiting, they're already limiting the amount of boats they're allowing on Pineview because the yeah. water level is so low and that by maybe late summer, like July, August, they won't even be letting motorboats onto Pineview. That'd be awesome to stand water. a paddleboard then. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. hike your way the hell down to the beach or the water, but yeah. Right. And Kazi uh. Reservoir and stuff like that, like go now because water levels right now are lower this year currently than they were last year the whole the whole summer mm. or like august september into the summer so yeah that's not good we just got we just heard from our water company because i live up in that area that said no watering grass no watering all that type of stuff because there may not be water at the end of the summer to drink if we don't like if we aren't careful now and the valley's on different water s- system it's, yeah do you have wells up there I have a well on my street for secondary water, uh-huh. um, but my drinking water comes from the same, from Liberty Pipeline is what they, they're called. And and it's Liberty Pipeline that's saying like, because a lot of the people up there would irrigate with that same water and they're saying no, no sprinklers. The farmers? Um, farmers, they're still allowing farmers yeah. to water and stuff, but they're, but just watering grass and watering flowers and stuff. Yeah. You can water your garden and everything, but watering grass, there's... I don't know, man. Some, some of that might be, like, dope. I don't have to mow. Yeah, you're just going <laughs> to say, don't like, you don't water the grass, you yeah. don't have to cut it. I'm like, not the worst idea. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's true, except, that, you know... 
Then you, the weeds grow, the the grass kind of dies off, and the weeds well, grow back. It's hard to keep a. I would prefer a nice green, lush valley. Sure. Rain. Where are you, rain? Yeah. We have a full week ahead of 90s. We just hit 105 yesterday. That was awesome. Was it 105 here? Die. I heard 107 oh. yesterday. Did, did it hit that high? Yeah. I mean, we hit a record yesterday. So oh, hot. Smokes. Yeah. We usually don't get over 100 until like. I don't think last year it July. hit over 100. I really don't. Like, I, it got, we got high 90s last year, but I don't remember seeing 100 degrees last year. Yeah. It was all like, summer. It was like 98 or 99 at my house. And I'm up in the mountains a little bit. Yeah. It's usually five five to seven degrees cooler in my house. And it was almost 100. And uh, I'm like, yeah, we usually, it, this is a month earlier than it normally is. Yeah. The, the, the good news about it is it, it's still dropping at night, you know, a little bit. Yeah. But because that's what I, I cannot stand July. <laughs> July sucks, man. You're like, oh, cool. It's 98 during the day and then 80 at night. Rad. What the hell is this? Like, yeah. So at least in September, late mid middle of August, it starts cooling down at night into the 60s or, you know, and you're like, okay. Yeah. At least you get a reprieve at some point. But yeah, it's like it'll hit 100. Like, oh, it's 105 today. It was 105 for 10 minutes from 5 o'clock to 510 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. It takes a long time to heat up, and then it'll cool down overnight. So I'm okay with August, even though it seems to be the it's temperatures hot. peak and it's hot. It's it feels like it's better than July. I think July is terrible. That's why July is a good time to go north in the mountains. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we like to do. Although our favorite time to backpack is late August, September, early October, because the bugs are gone. Yep. The scouts are gone. Scouts are gone. <laughs> The scouts. I heard the uh, the Girl Scouts didn't have enough, they didn't sell their cookies this year. Oh, really? I mean, they sold them, but they didn't sell very many. They didn't sell out. You know, like they had a lot left over. Huh. So if you're looking for cookies, <laughs> I was gonna say I know a place. Fine. Yeah. I've never been afraid to eat expired Girl Scout cookies. No, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't expire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Any other in, industry? Um, because you sat through, like, last week, actually, yeah. sat through a few. So industry news to come out of what you saw, any new items that were impressive. I mean, it's hard to come up with new innovative stuff during the pandemic. So I'm assuming yeah. there wasn't a lot of new invent inventions, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just like every year, you see little twists on old favorite products, you know, stuff that has been. New colors. Yeah. We did our zipper this way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes just minor. <laughs> but you know what? That's what makes great gear, I think, is just tweaking it, little minor improvements each season. Some of those uh, tried and true models of different things are really solid now. Well, yeah. you know, Hildeberg doesn't really change. Yeah. Western doesn't really change. Speaking of Western, we don't, we can't get their bags either, right? We're pretty tight on Western right now, too. Yep. Man. Yeah. That's rough. So we have OR coming up, the outdoor retailer show, early August. That's usually a show where you'll get to see a little bit more new product and some more innovative stuff. So we have that to look forward to. Yeah. And then there's the big gear show in Utah at Park City, Deer Valley area. Don't know exactly where they're doing it. The week after OR. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about going to that. Yeah. So is that that new this year? Mm Mm-hmm. Kenji's running it, in par- and he's got a partner. So he used to run OR in Salt Lake. Huh. Um, cool. Yeah, in fact, Chase, how are you? Thanks for <laughs> listening. Uh, mentioned that they're not going, they're, his rep group isn't going to OR. They're only going to the Big Gear show. Interesting. So we'll see how that, it's their first one, you know. Um, but there's 
players involved who have experience. And yeah. and it'll be competition for OR, which is interesting because it doesn't I you know, I liked one central place where the whole industry goes to yeah, gather and see what's going on, you know. So if you split that up, like okay, now do we have to go to two? Do we pick one? How does that work? I don't know. We'll find out. Well, OR scheduled their show after a lot of our order deadlines are due. Yeah, and Big Gear is a week after that. Yeah, which is weird. It, yeah. Difficult. <laughs> it's frustrating. Well, it's it, I, it makes me curious what their strategy is there for that, and what you know what they're hoping to accomplish in the future. Because if all the brands are having their order deadlines. A month before the show, that's a problem. Yeah, I wonder if that was COVID related. They were just making sure it was far enough out that they could get yeah through possible. You know, because wasn't it June before uh, or July? I don't. But remember. it's in August now. Yeah, first week of August now. Yeah, usually I think it was July. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe they just scheduled it out with uh, trying to anticipate COVID problems or. Either way, it was a trip because in, ineffective if it's after your order deadlines. Right. Yeah, when we yeah. went last year in January, yeah, um, you know, it was like uh, we 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 it was there was COVID rumblings, mm -hmm. but it was late January and we you know it was fine, and then poof, world shut down. Yeah. So they tried to do virtuals, which I think that was a big bust. Yeah, it's hard to. Hard to look at gear virtually because you need to really be able to see it in person, feel it. Well, it's hard to look at sometimes. showings in person sometimes. Yeah. You know, you sat through showings for 10 different footwear brands. It's just kind of, ah, man, it's a lot of the same stuff it starts to look like. So trying to do it virtually would be be pretty tough. Yeah, that's hard. I buy a lot of camera equipment and stuff. And yeah. Well, I'll watch a lot of YouTube videos. And I have to watch three, four YouTube videos just to figure out if I want to buy this one thing you right. know right so to do that for, for, for buying for a store yeah like that's a lot of time of yeah you know invested into a digital pro where you could just because you can't ask questions mm -hmm. uh, digitally or whatever i mean but i don't know well and there's something about put your hand putting your hands on the product and seeing the yeah, material for sure. firsthand that you just you can't can't get that virtually i've noticed particularly when i was buying for women's apparel and and i I quickly got help from a woman to help me with smart, the buying because mm -hmm. that's a whole different ball game. But when it came to women's apparel, you had to touch it because how it felt played a huge role in whether it was going to sell or not. Like mm. you could have something that fit really nice, that looked great, that had all the technical features and everything like that. But if it didn't feel good, there was no way it was going to sell. With guys, it wasn't as big of a deal. But how it felt and how, how the drape of it, how soft it was, that sort of thing was a big deal. And so when you look at something virtually, you just kind of have to take the rep's word for it. Yeah, this one's really soft or something. Oh, the women will love this one. There was uh, one of the reps, rep groups that rep Prana. Um, they were really good. They were great because they would help me out a ton on buying the women's stuff. They would just be like... They'd show me all the stuff, and then they'd say, we'll put together a proposed order for you. <laughs> and uh, and based off of my comments and stuff like that, and based off what they knew sold well, and it was a couple of ladies that would that would sell the women's stuff to me and show me the women's stuff, and then the, the husband of one of the ladies would show me the men's stuff, and it was great because I got a lot of feedback. But some, some brands, it's like a, a guy showing the women's stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, women will love this. And I just go like, yeah, I don't know if I do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's tough too. Yeah. If it's a guy repping your, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And sometimes the women, there would be a woman repping men's and women's lines. And so they'd show the men's lines and like, oh yeah, the men love this. And I'm thinking in my head, no, they don't. Yeah. I don't know. I would trust the women on the, on the flipping it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think they could sell the men's stuff, but if the men selling the women's, I think is way harder. I think so. But even still, like sometimes the women... Because most of us, let's be real, most of us guys just let our wives sort of tell us what to wear. Maybe that's true for, for a lot of apparel, <laughs> but for like technical stuff? Yeah, it's no, that's that's true. So in the outdoor industry, that sort of goes away. That You know what I mean? That ethos of like, oh, yeah, my wife bought this for me. No, guys sort of buy the tech gear, and then that becomes their wardrobe. Right. Mm-hmm. It is what it like. Yep, I got free fly shorts on and a Kavu shirt, and that's an outdoor. It's it's a te- technically whatever tech shorts or whatever. It's my apparel. It's my what's what I wear. Right. I'm not wearing joggers and fancy shoes and a button up yeah. fitted shirt or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not. Right. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. No. Maybe I should do that. But it's not happening. Yeah, yeah my foam trucker hat. Standard standard apparel piece. Yeah. Yeah. We're all pretty much the same today. You guys are in yeah. tees, but yeah. Like I'm a, wearing a... Like a sun hoodie, tech sun hoodie. Yeah, Patagonia sun hoodie. Tech shorts, yeah. black diamond shoes. Yep. Yeah, La Sportiva shoes. I think these are uh, Billabong shorts. Cheater. I know. So, <laughs> oh, by the way. I want to be surfer, but... Let, we'll close this out on, on... But just real quick. For for my birthday, and it was a really good birthday present, my wife got me a new TV. It was a Samsung 65-inch TV. It was expensive. I'm all, we don't need this. This is Because the other TV we had, the, fa- the big giant family TV we had was, was going black. We don't need a 65. We need a 55 because the space we put it in, we don't need a 65. We take it back to Best Buy. We, say, we, need, we need a smaller one. So we get a smaller one. And uh, as I'm ready to head out, a guy comes over. I'm like, hey, do you know TVs? He's like, yeah. I said, tell me about the LGs and why I've read the OLEDs are so much nicer. He's like, oh, I'm the I'm the LG rep for the shop. Let me tell you. <laughs> upsells us. Totally upsells us. Because my wife's like, look, if they're the nicest TVs, let's spend the extra $400, which is a lot more, and go with the nicest TV. We get it home. It doesn't work. I think it kind of works, but it keeps shutting off. It's shutting off, shutting off. And we do this for like less, like 12 hours. Like, no, this this doesn't work. Take it back. Because we look it up and this is a problem. Take it back. Uh, then there's uh, the exact same TV is in Sandy, the Best Buy in Sandy. So we're like, this can't happen twice. So buy the one from Sandy. Buy the one from Sandy, drive all the way down there, drive back home, turn it on. I'm like, oh man, this, yeah, the other one we had was the Lemon because this one's working so much better. Like the remote seems more reactive, everything's working really good. Turned it on, worked all night, and then I went to the bathroom and came back out, and the screen's black. And I was like, oh, did you guys turn the TV off? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, wait, now I can still hear it. But the screen's black. The screen never came back. It never came. We unplugged all the things, plugged it back. It never came back. Like, the screen never came back. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> These are very expensive televisions. Right. And so I took that one back to Best Buy and went back to Samsung 55, like originally we are going to get. Okay, so now I got that. So the whole reason I told that story is Samsung comes with uh, Samsung TV for free. I don't know. It just comes with a TV, right? Because LG has their own TV line, TV stations too. Surf TV, the surf, the surf channel is on Samsung. 
I can't stop watching the Surf Channel. <laughs> it's amazing. Basically, because it's 105 degrees outside, and I'm like just watching these giant waves and these guys and girls just like playing in the water. I'm like, yeah, I just want to be there <laughs> yeah. right now. So the Billabong shorts <laughs> reminded me. And to circle back, talk to a friend of mine who works at Best Buy, and they're like, dude, manufacturing right now is not Massive. not good and that's why the L- i'm like dude the percentage i said we got two duds in a row and those are not cheap tvs and sure they're beautiful but there's no way i'm gonna deal with that like yeah. that's ridiculous he's yeah. like yeah no it's bad right now wow uh, crazy anyway so i'm a i'm a relatively athletic guy most hobbies that i've tried to pick up i've been able to like hang in there on surfing <laughs> <laughs> Man, is that hard? I've oh. never. I've only oh, bodyboarded. I've never stuff. tried to stand on the on a board. Like yeah. Standing on the board, like getting up and actually riding the board, is real is compared to the rest of it is relatively easy. But like actually catching the wave, yeah, so hard. Catching the wave is the hard part. Timing it right, yeah. getting the paddling right, and all that stuff, getting to where you can actually catch the wave, so hard. I, I've only done it once. In uh, we went to Hawaii few years back and that's actually where i got these shorts i i got there and realized that i forgot my swimsuit <laughs> in hawaii <laughs> that's hawaii. awesome yeah so we went to the surf shop where i was renting a board and i just i bought some shorts um and anyway yeah it was it was brutal i would by day three i i like surfed all day every day for like four days by day three, I was getting to the point where, like, every tenth wave, <laughs> I could stand up. And, and you're, are you using, like, ride. a longer sort of beginner yeah, board? That, big, yeah, big beginner board and stuff, so it's easier anyway. But, but yeah, I would, like, get to where about every tenth wave, I would stand up and kind of ride it, some of the white water and stuff. I really wouldn't ride it like the good guys, but I would, I'd at least not get piled, drived into the <laughs> sand or something like that. Because yeah. I would, it was always either... I was in the wrong spot and the wave would pick me up and just slam me right into the ground oh. or I wouldn't catch it at all and I'd go right over the top of the wave. And it's like one out of 10 maybe by the end of, of my stay, I was actually catching a wave and riding it. and It was so frustrating and so exhausting. Yeah. By the end of the day, I would like go to push myself up to just stand up and I like couldn't do another push up to get up and so I would Crazy. just end up like riding on my forearms riding the white water in on the surfboard on my forearms because I couldn't you gotta learn that sport up. as a kid yeah I can imagine if you took a a guy that was born and raised on the beach in Hawaii and brought him up to the top of the Wasatch and dumped him off you know on some of our higher peaks I was the equivalent of that the other direction like the dude from the Wasatch that you know I mean I I'm pretty comfortable in the mountains and the ocean. Sir, yeah, it yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's not my world. <laughs> no, it's beautiful though. And it's fun to watch in a nice big, very TV, cool. Yeah. I could watch it all day. <laughs> yeah. You know, though, I'm down I, with surf culture, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I had one of the coolest experiences of my life though. Well, I don't know. I would y- say you've had kids. I was, I was going <laughs> to say, I'd put it in a top 100. You've I've been had, married. A, I've had married. a lot yeah. of cool experiences. I'd put it top 100, probably top 50. We were in Hanalei Bay in Kauai, and I was trying to surf, and I was just like getting my butt kicked over and over and over, and I was so exhausted, and the sun was starting to go down, and just so exhausted. So I paddle back out, and I'm just sitting on my surfboard trying to decide if I want to even try to catch any more waves because I've got sand in every single hole and crevice and eyes and everything because I just keep getting 
pummeled into the sand every single time I try to catch a wave. I get out there, I'm sitting on my board, sun's going down, I'm just looking around and like, man, this is beautiful. Like, this is amazing. As, as crappy as I am at surfing, like, this is awesome. And then a sea turtle pops its head up right next to me as I'm sitting on my surfboard. Like, hi, Greg. And just like <laughs> pops its head up, takes a breath, kind of looks at me, and I'm just like, holy crap. This is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. This is amazing. And now it I can die. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so after that, like I watched now that I can die. <laughs> I watched that sea turtle for for it. three or four minutes and then I like surfed for another hour. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, I'm energized. That was yeah. awesome. Well, you can probably you know how you get you get addicted to sports. You can yeah. I think rock climbing was one of the most addicting. I don't know why. But I I bet surfing is just one that you just come completely immerse yourself into yeah Mm -hmm. if i mean if i ever had to uh had to i i would have a hard time moving to like hawaii or somewhere where there's no tropical no no skiing and stuff like that but if i did move somewhere like that i could be totally content just surfing the rest of my life i think it's it was super fun but it's hard you really kind of need a year of of just surfing as much as you can no, we are some landlocked mountain boys i mean we do yeah. not surf no. yeah. we'll spend some time down there on 25th or 23rd or whatever the solomon center with the yeah little the wave thing indoor wave thing yeah. or some wake surfing until the yeah yeah until the reservoir gets too it's low pra- <laughs> yeah <laughs> some sort of practice all right cool let's wrap it cool all righty thanks for joining us for the podcast today if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe which you did obvious obvious i mean there's so hopefully you're subscribed. I really you're not it. by now. Good. <laughs> good, good. If you haven't already, leave us a friendly review. That helps other people find us as well. And um, check out gear30.com, G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for the latest in outdoor gear except surfing stuff. No, we don't have We don't have We have stand paddle boards. We have subs. We have subs. subs yeah, which is yeah. kind of kind of in that you can't surf. Yes, yeah. So but you, people you, do do stand-up paddle boards and surf with those. It's just the ones that we have are not really surf. No. They're you, flat water. you can rent. You can reserve rentals on our Gear 30 website as well. So yes. Oh, we'll plug go. on that. Yeah, awesome. Um, and then, uh, like we mentioned, gear is kind of hard to find. We do still have some gear. There's, there's, We have a decent selection of outdoor gear, but who knows if we'll be able to replace it. So if you're thinking about getting some outdoor gear for this year. Get it um, now. Yeah, don't hesitate because no. it may not be, we may not have any left at the end of the summer and, and nobody else. We will be sitting in the shop twiddling our thumbs in August, late July. Possibly. Potentially. Possibly. So, Like, where's the skis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so buy your stuff now. Don't wait because uh, who knows know. what, yeah. what the later summer looks like. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. Woo-hoo. Bye. <laughs>